Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. chicken and all that stuff. We just, you know, we're not, this message is not necessarily about Thanksgiving. Can you put the title of my message up? This isn't a message about Thanksgiving. Now, it's kind of funny. We just did this whole thing about being thankful. And in no way, shape, or form am I minimizing my thankfulness and gratefulness to God. This isn't a message about, this isn't a message about Thanksgiving. You see, Donnell's got, he had what, high smears, and uh, Mignon's got batons, and Pop got nuggets. I guess I'll stay with the chicken. I got a three-piece spicy and a biscuit for you today. <laughs> All right. No napkins. Okay. Okay. So please uh, put my, well, it depends on whatever, whatever piece of the butter you, you want to interpret this as, but put my first piece up, please. It's uh, location and position. Location and position. We all know the passage of scripture, Genesis 3, 9, God went through the garden looking for Adam. Now, Adam was in the same location. But the reason why God couldn't find him, because first of all, let's backtrack. God doesn't ask too many, God doesn't ask too many questions to man throughout the Bible. God is all knowing, he's everywhere. So I'm not asking it a question because I need to know it. The question I'm asking is, is, is to convict and correct me. So when I'm asking Adam, where are you at? It's not that you're in the garden. Where's he going to be? I can't reach you. You're not in the position where when I reach out to you and I talk to you, you're not in that position where God can speak to you. You're out of position. See, some of us, we still go to work. We live in Kansas City. We still go to church. We see all the things we've been doing, but God can't get to you because you're out of Position. You sit in the same seat every Sunday, but you're still out of position. Position is not necessarily a state of physically where you're at. It might be a state of mind. Adam was out of position, so God could not reach him. Come on, we got to get in position today. God is looking for you and can't find you because you're out of position. The problem is, everybody said the problem. Say the problem. The problem comes when you're out of position. You've got comfortable where you're at and don't know you're out of position. Wondering why you're stuck in the same position and you can't get in, you can't get past these things because you're out of position and don't even know it. And you've gotten so comfortable just being at home, you didn't got out of position. Because somebody that was not here today, what happened earlier was for them. And they're out of position. They didn't move. They're out of that's why when God sends you somewhere, he positions you somewhere. He positions you here in Harvest Church. And then you, some of us have gotten out of position. But after today, we're going to get back in position. We're going to get back in position. We're going to learn to do things. And when you're out of position, going through things, you feel like you're by yourself. Well, if we go to the scripture, it talks about in John 16, 7 and 8. 
it says basically Jesus left so the Holy Spirit could come. Well, let's talk about why the Holy Spirit had to come. The reason the Holy Spirit had to come because he doesn't have the same physical limitations that Jesus had. Jesus is bad all by himself, but he doesn't have, he has physical limitations. So we send the Holy Spirit down here so he can be in each and every one of us. But until you confess, Holy Spirit, order and direct my steps, order my path of discernment, you're going to be out of position and don't know. See, if the Holy Spirit is with you, he's going to save you out of position. But you haven't invited him in, and you're already out of position, and you're already comfortable where you're at. Some of us need to get back in position. Come to church every Sunday and Wednesday and still out of position. Still out of position. We're going to get in position today. We're going we, we, we to get in position today. Put, put, this, put this, two, this next piece up, two-piece. It could be a wing or a leg, whichever you want. Um, truth or fact. Talk about truth and fact. Before we go there, let's go to Mark eleven twenty four. Mark eleven twenty four. We there? Okay, ready? Let's read. Therefore, I tell you. So it, it's a recession. I believe it, don't you? Because you say it all the time. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So whatever you're hearing eventually becomes who you are. That's why the effects of what you eat over time will start to change it and, and, and show in your body. But ah, I'm going to go back to it. Fact or truth. So it's a fact that we're going to a recession. If you look at it, if you actually look at, you know, the, the math, two consecutive quarters in the negative is considered a recession. So by fact, that is, is it, I mean, by fact, that is where we're headed. But the truth is, my God will supply all my needs. Facts and truth. See, the facts may change, but the truth was the same yesterday, today, and for. So when we start talking about facts and when they get on CNN talking about, well, the facts is we're headed for a recession. And the facts is they're going to lay people off. And the facts is I might not have enough money to get to work. But the truth is my God owns cattle on a thousand hills. He, he, come on, somebody. This is the truth. But y'all so caught up in the facts. You got more faith in what your phone or the TV says than what the word of God says, which is the truth. Facts and truth. There's a difference. There, there, there is a difference. There, there is a difference. The, the God who owns the, the cattle on a thousand hills, he spoke the earth into existence. Matter of fact, quick sidebar. Let's go to Genesis. Let's go to Genesis 1 and 2. 1 verse 2. We're going to talk about faith real quick. The power of your words. And I'll paraphrase it, but y'all can, can, can read it just to stay with me. It talks about, even, basically, even with the Holy Spirit there and God there all by himself, nothing happened. The earth was out form and void. Darkness fell on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God spoke unto the face of the waters. So nothing happened until even God had to open his mouth. So everybody's saying all these things over you, and you have not any, done anything but repeat what they have said and not have repeated what the word of God has said. By faith, the earth was birthed into existence. 
See, when Mr. Phillips said, when, when your faith is full, God is faith. Mm, nah. But we still walk around with this mustard seed faith. You've been knowing Jesus 40-something years and still got this mustard seed faith. Oh, that's too hard for God. Mm. Mm. We're still in the same spot. You're not, you're not in the same spot because of, you know, you just got some, some bad runs with things. You're in the same spot to the measure of your faith. Because with, through faith and expectation, God is not going to lie. Hebrews 11.1. 1. God is faithful to his word. You got to hold God accountable. God loves when you hold him accountable. He loves when you put it back on him and watch me do this. The problem is we don't really got faith in God like that. We really don't. But we're going to get it today in the name of Jesus. We're going we, we gonna to get it today. Hebrews 11.3. Come on now. Everything starts in the spirit. That's why it says, every, matter of fact, everybody, let's go to Hebrews 11.3. Y'all can understand this real quick. Are we there yet? Hebrews 11.3 is on the screen. By faith, we understand that the world was framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So everything starts as an idea. So when God spoke, the things that made it weren't by the things you could see. You see these, these structures, you got the pillars in the building. It was not made by things you could see. That's why it's important as a man thinketh. In his heart, so is he. As you thinketh, as your faith is, as your faith and expectations are, Basically, say you go. As a man thinketh, the world was birthed by faith, but it started in the mind. As you thinketh in your heart, so are you. So you're poor, it's probably because you think that way. If you're blessed, it's probably because you think that way. If you're prosperous, it's probably because you think that way, because as you thinketh, so are you. That's what the word says. If we're in a recession and you keep saying we're in a recession, then the recession going to hit you, because that's how you think. Everything is subjected to how you think. Because before you speak, you think. Everything is measured by how you think. We take everything by faith. David went up against Goliath and took it by faith. Moses went up against Pharaoh. He took it by faith. Noah, everyone around him was saying he's crazy. By faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But we hear those scriptures all the time. You hear them? We can, y'all can recite them better than me. It's funny because don't let the repetitiveness of the text reduce the relativity or the importance of the text. I'll say it again. Don't let the relativity, the, don't let the repetitiveness of the text reduce the relativity or the importance of the text. Do I need to say it again? I'll say it again. The rep, don't let the repetitiveness of the text reduce the relativity or the importance of the text. Well, you, let's, let's, now let's back up because, no, this is called the living word of God. That means it's living. So the words in the, in the, in the Bible, in, in, in the text do not change, Mr. Francis, but through faith, the revelation changes every time I read it. See, when I was young and I would read it and they would just say, oh, faith come by hearing here by the word of God. And then you get a little bit older. 
my revelation changed. However, the text is not. The word is ever changing. If you read it today, Miss Barrett, it probably didn't say the same thing 20 years ago to you. Don't let the repetitiveness, if something is repetitive in the Bible, that probably means you need to catch it. That might mean it's important. You probably need to take your, your, your highlighter and underline it and underline it, how important it is. Don't let the repetitiveness of the Bible make you think that something is less important or that you, you've learned all you can from it. If you read that same scripture 20 years later, I guarantee you have a different revelation, Mr. Jones. Don't confuse the repetitiveness with it, with it being futile or lame. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The effects of what you allow in your body far supersede what you eat. The effects of what, what you put in your body, what you allow around you, it's not just about what you physically put in your body or what you hear on Sundays and Wednesdays, what, to, what you're allowing around you. On Wednesday, Darrell talked about, about your circle, about the people around you, because even, all right, everybody walks through the hallways. Y'all know them songs that have been playing? You walk, you don't, you don't listen to them songs, but over time, you tend to know the words of the song. So if someone's talking, you're not necessarily giving them the conversation back. You're still being digested into your body. Your body is not necessarily maybe it's not a body, it's really a bunch of cells put together. So if someone's speaking certain things over you and certain things around you, only over a matter of time it will have some effects on you. If you're the smartest person in your group, you're not in a group, you're in a cage. So if it, if it goes by acknowledging, it goes by faith. If everyone around you is talking recession, 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 it's only a matter of time before you start believing it and start living out some of those same fears that they're that they're walking through. Watch your group. Watch your group. We talk, talked about the last time I mentioned about the locusts in your life. The swarming locusts ate. They eat the, the flying locusts ate. All those locusts came. And it's something because people always think that the locust is the devil. People always think that the people around you that you need to get out the way of the locust. Well, the locust could be the person sitting next to you. Might need to check who you sit next to. The person could be your brother. It could be your sister. It could be the people around you. The person could even be the person when you wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, you know that person looking back at you who's not awake yet, sleeping in his eyes, that could be the locust in your life. That could be your own downfall. No obstacle can defeat you. The only obstacle that can stop you is you. I'm made in his image, likeness, and similitude. Therefore, nothing that is put in front of me, I cannot overcome. That means the battle is not in front of me, it's inside of me. Your biggest battle is not what's in front of you, it's what's inside of you. Come on. Come on. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Put, uh, put my last one up. Talk about help. We want God to send us help all the time. God, you know, we need help. But the problem is the help doesn't come necessarily gift-wrapped how you want it. How we ask God to send the help? Not me go find some help, pick it, and then it come to me. We all need help. Jesus needed help. And the person, if you do a little study in it, you'll find that the person that helped Jesus get to Galgotha wasn't, it honestly would have been the last person you picked. I was doing a little studying and you know, watching some videos of Pops, and I had to do the study on my own and realize that the person that helped Jesus was a Jew, and he was only in town for Passover. And you know a little bit about you know, you know, uh, that, that, that time, he can't be dirty. 
understood the process. So no one would have picked him. So Jesus doesn't get there by himself. So what makes you think you're going to get there by yourself? Y'all Jesus? So if Jesus needs help, if Jesus understood that physically he could not do it, just like physically Jesus can't be everywhere, so they switched and sent the Holy Spirit. No one gets there by themselves. No one gets there by themselves. No one gets there by But the problem is we only call on Jesus like an ENT. We only come to church really when we need something. You know, when the money's good and everything's fine, I'll I, I wash from home today. Keep down the doors when we need something, when it's a 911. When the recession that I've, that I've been confessing is actually starting to affect me. That's when a pastor, we need, I, I need to meet with you. When it's a 911. I made a reference in the, in the previous sermon about it, but y'all got that cousin? Y'all, got, y'all know that cousin. That when they, matter of fact, you just talked about it. That, that cousin that called you, and you, you know, you, you put it on silent, put your phone on do not disturb. You don't want to talk, because what they always, come on, all right. They always, mm, it's something they don't just call you to check and see how you're doing. Even if they call you and check on you that day before, you know another call is coming. Oh, you know, hey, hey, how you doing? Huh? Yeah, yeah, you know, you're doing good, man. Oh, how the kids, everybody? Oh, yeah. Hey, man, you think you can? Hey, girl, you think you can? So over time, what do you do? You just, you just know when that phone comes. The number could not even be saving. You know 417. Oh, uh-uh, I know who that is. 832. 504-803, whatever the area code is. Oh, man, they want It's funny. What if every time, it's Sam Anderson, God looks, man, he always wants something. He must be going through something. Now he needs me. But he don't, he's not giving thanks to what I've already brought him through. When I, when, when I did the last thing for him, oh, thank you, Jesus, then you went back to doing what you were doing to put yourself in the same predicament and situation that you and so you're circling the mountain. You're not necessarily winning, and you're not learning. You're losing. You're actually not running. You're running in place. And if you're running in place and everyone just keep going, then essentially you're going backwards. And now you're mad at people that God has done things for them. They didn't, they didn't switch up or change up on you. They just lapped you. You're mad about somebody else that God has elevated them to a certain level. They didn't, I didn't change. I didn't turn my back on you. I just lapped you. And instead of being jealous and all caught up in, well, they, they think they too good. They think they too this, think they too that. How about you try to grab onto them and run with them? If they run, I'm trying, I'm trying to run. I'm trying to catch what they got. Oh, it don't take all that doing all that in, in between the pews. It don't take all that but when, when you're being thankful. No, what you should have done was grab up on to Miss Handy and got, and got with her. And maybe some thankfulness would have jumped up on you. Mm, but we, we, we cute, though. We cute. Shoes hurt your feet. You don't want to do too much dancing. I got somewhere to be after church, so I don't want to sweat out my clothes. Remember you didn't have them? If it was half price, remember you didn't have it? The car you got now, you like it. You, know, you get it clean on Saturday. Church on Sunday, you know, or, or you got a membership, automatic wash, you know. I know y'all people. I be seeing y'all. I be seeing y'all in there bumping your music and it's something. What about before that car? What about when you needed a ride? And you were at the 
the availability of the driver. When you got in the car and realized I only had six miles left in the gas tank. Now you got a full tank and you forgot what God brought you from. But we got a reason to be thankful. However, that's not my message. We got a reason. We got a reason to be thankful. Remaining thankful keeps you out of so much. You got them, you got, you know, you go to work and you got your desk and you got that, that plaque on the wall with all those letters before your name and you think that you just, you just bad all by yourself. We caught up in material things. Material things, but what God has placed inside you is something, something much, much, much greater than material things. If, okay, if I take all your money away from you, that shouldn't mean anything. I take your mind away from you, then it should be whole. But we look as man, we look, we look to man as our supplier. We look as man as our provider, but God has put everything you have is because of God. The clothes on your back, the shoes on your feet, the house you live in. No, I got it by myself, huh? I got it by myself. I'm smart. I'm smart enough. I got a I got a gut feeling. I got a I got a good eye. No, I got the discernment and the help of the Holy Spirit. He orders and directs my path. So I lean not in on my own understanding, but in all my ways I acknowledge you. I start my day like that. Because I know I ain't smart enough. I ain't got that good of an eye to get to where I'm at. And by that, I got something to be thankful for. I'm thankful for these 26 years, but I'm even more thankful for the next 26. In the next 26, in the next 26, or these 36 years, in the next 36 years, in the next 36 years. They say if the devil can't get in front of you and stop you, he gets behind you and pushes you. He's not pushing you towards your goals. He's making you speed up and to think that you lost so much time. A lot of us think that we didn't ran out of time. God can't use you. You talked about the baton passing, the baton and the race. Your race doesn't change up. Your position might. You might go from player to coach. You might go from, your position hasn't changed. And also, even with your position changing, your race has not stopped. That's why you can say, oh, keep going. That ain't going to kill you. Oh, keep going. But a lot of us still don't understand that our position might be changing. Might be a little deeper than you think. Your position might be changing, and you're not using discernment to understand your position has changed, not your importance. So you got kids. After a while, as a parent, your job is to coach them and push them, not compete with them. Stop competing and start coaching. And in the midst of coaching your kids, watch them flourish and do everything God has for them to do. Stop playing defense against them and get out the way and start pushing them. That's what your help. See, to talk about a help, it's not gift wrapped how you want it. See, they might not know all the scriptures. or They might not dress like you would dress or know all the songs that Donnell would sing. They might not be gift wrapped how they might not know the way of Harvest Church. They might not know the way, everything, but that's why you coach them, your help. 
God gonna send you your help, but you gotta get yourself out the way. They might not know everything. They might have tattoos all over their body, but this, okay, I'm gonna I'm take it there with, with, with them tattoos because a lot of times people get caught up in tattoos. I got a lot of tattoos, if anybody doesn't know. But see, when you talk about tattoos, see, that's, a, that's something physically you can see, your physical mistakes. But if, you, if we could physically see all the mistakes you've made, If I could physically see all the wrongs you've done. Oh, see, y'all come to church, sit with your legs crossed, act like you ain't never did nothing. Be cute if you want, act like you ain't never met. If we could see everything God had brought you through. We caught up in the, the, the silhouette. A lot of times, it's not the content that comes out the person's mouth, it's the silhouette that it comes out of. So I discredit it because the silhouette doesn't match what I thought my help looked like. We want it gift wrapped how we want it. So do we really want help? Or, we, or do we just want our way to work? Y'all know the story of the man that was drowning? They sent a speedboat. Oh, don't worry, my God will provide. They sent another boat. Oh, my God will provide. They sent a cruise ship. Oh, my God, we'll provide. Oh, they sent another one. Oh, my God, we'll provide. You know what happened? You know what happened, Ms. Rollins? He died. It didn't come gift-wrapped how he thought God would send it. God didn't put people around you to help you, but they don't look like how you wanted them to look, so you ignore them. And after, after, after time, that boat leaves. I'm not being used for what God sent me to do. God's going to send you help. God's going to send you help. You got to get out your own way. A lot of us are in our own way. I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to me. We got to get, get out of our own way and let God do something marvelous and amazing. We ask for it every Sunday and Wednesday. Do we really want it or do we just want our way to work? We got all this faith in between these pews on Sundays and Wednesdays. We can cut up a storm in here talking about being thankful and grateful. But the rubber meets the road tomorrow is Monday. The rubber meets the road on Tuesday. The rubber meets the road on Thursday. And when do you back? See, a lot of times when it's a storm, they tell you go into the foundation of your house. You go into the foundation of your house because that is where you're the safest. See, when, when, when the storm's coming, I need to get into my foundation. The recession is coming. I'm getting into my foundation. God says, see, facts and truth. See, the facts might be the recession is coming, but the truth is, I serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He can do the exceedingly, the abundantly. He breathed the breath of life into Adam and so mankind began. I serve that God that brought me from here to here. Like I said, people get caught up in where you're at right now. But they don't remember the journey. You got to fall in love with the journey. Yeah, I'm only at 26 years, Miss Handy, but I'm learning to fall in love with the journey. There might be ups, there might be downs, but I know that everything, God already has my story written out. I'm just along for the ride. And yes, the ride might go down. <laughs> I'll come back up. I might slip, I might fall, I might fall off track. 
but I'm still along for the journey. I'm still running this race called life, and sometimes I might be, I feel like I'm all by myself. And I'm learning to, sometimes you might have to get by yourself. To get what God has for you to be, sometimes you gotta get. Sometimes you gotta get by yourself. That's why a bus moves a whole lot slower than a Ferrari. But the time it took to make the Ferrari, the journey. People get caught up in how you look now. You sit there, you, you look real good. They don't understand the journey. It was, the sun didn't always shine. Sometimes it felt like it was night. If you do your, your study in the Bible, if, if you do your study in the Bible, you'll, you'll see that God did a lot of great things that night. He freed Peter from jail that night. He birthed Eve out of Adam at night. He um, blind Bartimaeus. He, he got healed in the night. But some, oh, you're looking at me funny. Well, it was daytime, but it was night to blind Bartimaeus. You better come on here. Don't worry, I'm going to pick that dime up. It was, it, was, it was day to everyone else. Everyone else is, is day to. The disciples to Jesus, it was day, but to blind Bartimaeus, it was, it was night, Miss. It was, it was night, Miss Griffin. It's night. Some of you in here, and it's night to you. That's why they up here shouting, because they're trying to shout themselves out of that night and today. But you going through, everything's fine. Your money's good. Everything's going great. So you're going to get that half praise because everything's going good in your life. But in someone's life in here, it's hell raining down. And every turn, they, every turn, every way they turn, the devil's raising their head. So I got a reason to shout up here. I'm shouting myself out. I'm showing I'm grateful. You've got comfortable in night. What you call it, Ayan? You call it thirsty. You just call it, oh, I'm just having one of those days. We're just having one of those days. Everything starts as a man thinketh. From where you think it, then you speak it. But faith starts, you have to speak it and believe it. But first you have to believe it in your heart and confess with your mouth. Do we really believe what we say? Or are we just saying it out of repetition, religion, and tradition? You got to believe it. You got to believe it, Ms. B, because if you don't, you're going to be where you're at, and you blink, and 15 years goes by, and you're in the same spot. And then we go back to judging everybody up here that, that, that's remembering where they once were 15 years ago. I didn't lap you. I didn't turn my back on you. I just passed you. So I'm running. I, I made the correction. I understood. Okay, God, I need to turn some things around, and I turn them around, and I take off, and I get back on track, and I start running again. You just still sitting there on the corner. Judging everybody that walked by. Mm, look at her. Mm, look at him. I missed the bed and them running. They think they so great. No, they just remember where they once were. That just makes me run harder. Because God, I, it was not too long ago when, when, I, when, when I was here and I didn't have it. Oh, we, oh, you got it now. I know you got it. But the, 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 the thankfulness and the gratefulness and the remembrance of when I did not. The problem is we want God, to, we, we got microwave faith. Top ramen faith. Instant noodle faith. Peanut butter and jelly faith. If it don't happen right, I start second guessing and questioning. 
women don't get out of this top ramen face. I got popcorn faith. I want it to happen tomorrow. And if it does not happen tomorrow, well, maybe God didn't hear me. But if you have to repeat what you said to God, then maybe did you believe it when you said it? Because you ain't got to tell him again. He heard you. Or maybe you didn't believe it when you said it. Maybe you said it because that's what they said. Everybody repeat after me. I have more than enough. I have all those things. But did you really believe it? Faith is not... Faith is an attitude, it is a disposition, it is a persona, and to some people who do not understand the magnitude of faith, it can come off as being cocky or arrogant. How much faith and boldness and truly confidence I have in my God. We got more trust and faith in the iPhone, Android, I don't hear If your bubble's green, you know. We got more faith in that, what they say on CNN. Cut it off. Cut all that negativity out your life. Start your morning inviting the Holy Spirit to feed yourself the correct diet and watch the effects of it. Just try it. Just try it. I can talk about it because I just tried it. I cut all the negativity out. I deleted all the, the social media apps that told me who I wasn't. And I start picking up everything that told me who I was. So you can walk with your shoulders back. You got this confidence. Try it. Or don't try it. Keep going where you're at. Job isn't to beat it over your head. My job is to plant the seed. Now, what you do with the seed is that you, on Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, you water it. Okay? You water it with the word of God. You water it with faith. You water it with words of affirmation. You water it by quoting the uncompromising word of God. Some of us can't go to sleep without. The, the news on. Well, that negativity that the news is spilling while you sleep, your body is digesting it. You can't go to sleep without certain things on. Cut, cut, cut the Bible app on. Put the word of God on. And watch when you wake up the next morning how you feel. I can talk about it because I just tried it. I cut certain things off. Cut Netflix off. You don't got to go to sleep with that series on, I promise you. Cut, that, cut your favorite song off. When you wake up in the morning, I, I can't get ready without, without my favorite song. It gets me going. I tried it. I did it for a week. I'll be honest with you, I tried it. I went to bed playing the Bible app. I went to bed listening to the Word of God. I woke up listening to the Word of God, and I had probably one of the best weeks I ever had. All that, you waking up, you're not in a great mood. You cannot be in a groggy mood with the Word of God constantly playing in your life. Because I'm going to wake up in the morning, and this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So I'm not worried about the fact that I worked all week. I worked a double. I worked another double. I worked another. I'm not worried about that. I'm walking through, and I'm just strutting, and I'm striving, and can't nothing bring me down. Your diet far supersedes just what you eat. Even if you're not physically eating it, you're hearing it, which is a form of digestion. What you digest when you're not listening. Just as important as when you are. Because when you think you're not listening, you really are. Y'all don't believe me? Y'all know them songs in the hallway just like me. I ain't never played that song in my car. And I know them all. I will testify of the goodness of the Lord. Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> Let the presence of the earth and the earth be glad. 
None of you have ever listened to them songs in your car, but yet you know it. You see how easy we, we knew those songs, we knew the words. Watch, watch the flip side to it. All the negativity you hear, all the doubt you hear, all the disbelief you hear about, oh, girl, you can't do that. I wouldn't do that. That's not a good decision. First of all, stop talking to people that haven't done what you're aspiring to do. Saddam. If they have not done what you're trying to do, their, what they're going to give you, their perspective only comes from 99% of the time a place of doubt. You got to get from around people who have not done what you're trying to do and surround yourself where you're trying to go. You don't got a business and you want a business? Get from around people who don't have a business and get around somebody that does. You don't have any faith? Get around somebody that got some faith. You don't got no money? Get around somebody you know that got some money. Even if, even if it doesn't make you comfortable, because I don't understand what y'all talking about. Over time, it starts clicking. I start understanding what this means and this means. But I start my morning. I call my, my homegirl, and we talk for the first hour of work about everybody and their mama running them down. That's how we start our morning. 107.3 times during in the morning. My bad. We all, we ain't never made no mistakes. We just do what we supposed to do every morning. Get around people who are where you're trying to get to. You want to know why? Because that person that's running past me, Mr. Bear, when I reach out to him, saying, this is going to speed me up. But everyone around me is sitting like me. We just sitting here holding hands. No one's moving. So in, in essence, we're actually going backwards because time has not stopped. Time is not stopping. Come on, get around somebody. Get around somebody that's where you're trying to get to. And while you're around them, you hear what, and when you get around them, excuse my language, shut up. Shut up. I get around certain people and I'm quiet. And if I do talk, I'm asking a question. Matter of fact, I ask a whole lot of questions. I ask a whole lot of questions, don't I? Well, what about this? What about that? I'm asking you questions because I want to understand how you think. Because how, how you think will tell me what your faith is like. As a man thinking, get around people. That's where you're trying to get to. Wherever you got your faith out for, search out for them. You can't find them, ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. That'd be a great assignment for them. He'll, he'll push you where you need to be. And when you're around the person, it might not be gift-wrapped how you want it. So they might be younger than you. You got to swallow your pride with that. A whole nother message by itself. You got to swallow your pride and, and, and get your pride and humility out the way and understand that I can learn something from this person. Might be a little older than you. You might not understand everything they're talking about. But there's something that God has in them that I got to catch. I have to catch. And when you catch it, you're no longer pulling me. I'm running with you. I just need you to pull me a little long enough where I can catch up and get on stride with you, Mr. Bear, and I can run with you. I just need you to get me up to speed. Because the people I've been around, we're not running the same speed and you might not be running at all. 
because the faith you got and the gratefulness you got might jump on me. So when I'm right, so we get on that side, and I feel like I'm by myself. Oh, there's no cheerleaders on that side. There's no good job, Miss Page. It's no none of that on that side. It's just me and God, me and the Holy Spirit. He all the cheerleader I need. Some of us want the opinions of men more than we want the help of the, help of the Holy Spirit. I need Mr. Jones to pat me on the back. I'm doing a good job. Good job, Johnny. We value that more than we value what God has for us. Because we're really not doing it to really be successful. We're not doing it really to get to where God has for us to be. We're really just doing it to put up a facade. If I can look good on Sunday and Wednesday, I don't really care what Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday look like and Monday look like. I just want to fake y'all out. Put my best on it. I just want to look good. Because we really don't really want to get there. We just want to look good while we're doing it. And then when someone else gets there, but they didn't look how I thought they looked. You see, when they were trying to, see, when you're really grinding, trying to get somewhere, you're not worried about how you look. I'm not trying to put my best on. No, I got sweat, sketches, and a hoodie on because I'm grinding right now. You look your best and in the same place for the last 20 years. So was winning ever a part of it or just looking good while we're doing it? I got a few highlights. My brother told me, he said, social media is just everyone's highlight tape. So I'm only going to post my best. I smile on the post, but I'm miserable inside. I'm in this big house, and I'm all by myself. I'm battling all everything. But when you look at it, I look good on the on Facebook. Got a nice little catchy, catchy caption. I post every Monday, word of the day. Seems so spiritual to me. The devil's whipping my tail. But hold on, I look good. I look real good. I got this bag on. Look good. I got you duped out. And the devil back there, cheesing. Because he know Monday coming. And all that fake stuff you did in between these pews don't mean nothing. Gonna hit you dead in your mouth and you're gonna fold like paper. We're gonna be honest. You're gonna fold like paper. You're gonna fold. Because it's all self, it's all image. I'm, I'm, everything, is, everything is just all on me. And when do you get yourself out the way and say, God, I need you? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of circling this mountain. I'm tired of circling going through these same things. I'm tired of living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. If my job just happened to say the checks don't come late this week, we're going to be in some trouble. There's going to be some candle burning around here. You're going to be in the incense ministry. Walking the house smelling like cashmere woods. Don't worry, I got the candle. It smells good. That's good stuff. You need to get it. We're still looking at man as our supplier. We're not leaning out on our own understanding. He will direct my path out the way. But it takes a great level of swallowing your pride to realize that I don't have all the answers. Degree or not, we don't have all the answers. We don't got all the answers, and that's fine. But I didn't understand that, but I had to live a little bit. 
had to go through some things. I had to hit my head on something not once, but twice. And not twice in Mr. but three times. And not four times, but five times. And then finally I realized, maybe I need help on this particular thing. Then I start seeking wise counsel. You're the smartest person in your group. Who are you going to talk to? Who are you going to talk to? Jesus cried out to God. Jesus cried out to God. Come on. Come on, for it is written. So he had to revert back to his foundation. Revert back to your foundation, not your education, not those accolades on the wall. Facts. Let's revert back to the truth. Truth. That is, uh, that is the end of my message today. But I would be remiss if I didn't avail these truths that we talked about today to someone who does not know Jesus. Someone who does not have access to what we talked about. But once we are finished praying, you see, the person who's about to receive Jesus Christ in their life the access, their faith, and the person who's known God 50 years, there's no limitation on their faith. So if I just accept Jesus Christ, I'm, everything is made available at the same amount that it is to you. So don't accept Jesus and think, well, I got to wait to get to here. No, everything is made available. God is no respecter of a person. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.